What up, Brody? I'm good, bro. How far? I'm good, man. So, episode three. Yep. Two lads, one podcast. How's the week, man? How's how's the week? Yeah, how's the week been? Been. <sighs> Same old, so so. Federal government is opening up, opening up places. So we're going to be having COVID parties. Can't wait. Ah, rocks. You better be at those rocks, man. You have to be. Those rocks are the way forward. I saw a pool party. I saw a house party. <sighs> maybe maybe people know something I don't because I don't understand. Always. People are tired now. I, I, I get it. I get it. People are losing their minds. I'm not going for any party, yeah. but I, I get it. You can't. True. It's, it's, no, it's no way to live. There's I, agree. To be, I agree. There's going to be some, some questions about about these whole lockdowns in the coming years and the damage that done. Absolutely, psychologically. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Because, but one thing this lockdown taught me is a lot of people never made their house a home. Very true. That's one thing. A lot of people always used to being out, out and about, partying, sleeping over, don't forget freeloading. <laughs> What not? So this came about, and man, people can't post pictures for the gram again. People can't be out and about. Uh, restaurants taking pictures. Public, pu- public influencers out here losing business. Stuff out on these streets. Yep, yep. But you know, hey, sure. Hey, everyone. I understand that you, as you said, it's tough for some people. But what I would say is, as much as that is true, people aren't taking precautions which is scary yeah so so you know if you're taking precautions are having fun cool but you guys are all huddled up doing things you don't know where anyone has been then all it takes is for one person to have this horrible virus and then you go home to see the the elderly so your parents your grandmas your aunties whatever even your young sisters babies whatnot and then you pass it on so yeah it's a dicey mm. game, but sure. All no strategy, say, just vibes. Bro, vibes, man. Rocks and vibes. That's mm-hmm. it. Rocks and vibes. So yeah, let's 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 get into something different. We're gonna do this every episode. We're gonna make it a habit. It's um what was your skincare routine this week? <laughs> <laughs> what was your skincare routine this week? So tell me one of your elaborate routines. This week, I, I have a very, it. very particular routine. Okay, so, what is it? Um, so first of all, has to be warm water when washing the face to open up the pores. Has to okay. be if if okay. there's been no light and the heater hasn't been on, have to boil water. Um, <laughs> have to. The Nigerian struggle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, then of course my tried and tested. Garnier face wash. If it's not Garnier, then I'm not washing my mm. face. It has to be. It's the only mm. thing that has consistently worked for me for work for me since I was like 12 years old. Gee, since Stowe school days. Stowe school, man. God. Garnier. Is, is it the three in one? Are we talking lawyer. about the three in one or just? Yeah, I have the three in one. So it's uh-huh. it's, a, it's a two it's a two step process. There's the face wash okay. and then the three in one scrub. Use both. Oof. Oof, okay, okay. Yeah, so face wash, scrub, got to get opened up my pores, removed all the dead skin in the morning, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. 
And then this is the crucial cherry on top because if you mess up this process, you've wasted your entire time. Okay. Air dry the face. Air dry the face. You do not you know what towel. Do not use right. a towel you're using on your body for your face. Rookie, rookie error. Please, rookie please, error. Rookie error. Rookie error. You're putting all that dead skin, all that grime dirt right back on your face. Mm -hmm. Rookie so, error. Uh -huh. Once the face has been air dried, then the final step, I use uh -huh. unrefined shea butter on the face. Yes. Get, yes, get yes, rid yes, of yes. old acne scars. It makes your face shine. It's beautiful. Yes, 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 yes. Unrefined. I have so much of that. I have that in abundance. Mm -hmm. shea butter. I have so much. Okay. Good. I like that routine. So for me, depending on the day I've had, but I would say usually I would use my Garnier Missler water first. So that's to Garnier Missler water, as people know, is to remove makeup, dirt, grime, whatever first. Okay. So I use that with cotton wool, wipe it up on my face, remove that dirt, and then I cleanse. I use Neutrogena, Clear and Defend. I'm going to plug this company right now, Skincare Signature. I'm going to plug them. Mm -hmm. I got it from them. I use that, like you said, with warm water mm -hmm. to open the pores. Then after that, I use my um, Ren toner. Amazing toner. Okay. It's got lactic acid in it. It's a daily tonic solution. Incredible. So I use that. That usually helps with um oily skin i have oily skin so the products i use are for oily skin so that helps with reducing the sebum levels okay it also smoothens out the skin so incredible it removes a lot of dirt also as well as to some level it works as a exfoliator a chemical exfoliator as opposed to a physical exfoliator which is a scrub Mm -hmm. Then I use my Revolution 15% Niacinamide Serum. Again, my God. This guy has a fucking formation. From Skincare Signature. Again. So, a couple of drops on the face. You rub that in with two fingers. You don't use both palms. Just two fingers. Dab it in. <laughs> let, it, let it air dry in. You know. Then after that, I hit it with the Body Shop Tea Tree oil mattifying lotion wow so that just you know hey again it's for people with oily skin so it mattifies the skin it's perfect for me my skin isn't shining like i washed my face in palm oil <laughs> perfect and then to top it all off like you said if you don't want to waste all your hard work and money this is what you do it's a step that a lot of people miss I then apply sunscreen. Ooh. Sunscreen will now just give you that layer of protection. Mm -hmm. Even though you're indoors, it'll give you that mm -hmm. layer because you're going to waste all that money on those mm -hmm. products. And then, hey, you're not going to apply sunscreen. So that's me. That was actually my routine today. So guys, girls, if you're listening, skincare signature on Instagram, hit them up. Go get that. So, Hey, so yeah, guys do skincare too. That's yep. it. So um how are we gonna start this week? Well, we're gonna start it with football because football is upon us. <sighs> Can't wait, man. Finally. Finally. Yesterday I watched um the England match, England Iceland match. God forbid. <sighs> it's crazy that the sentiments I share for England when we were 
13, 14 or so, it's the same sentiments I still share, which is overrated, overhyped. Every year's the golden generation. Yep. And it's still the same old boring football. There's the initial gra-gra for the first 15 minutes, as we expect. Because, hey, you think blah, 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 blah. They are bang average. Yeah. Bang average. Bang average. Limited technical ability. Can't play together. Overrated, it's, as you said. It's... Yes, we could look at the fact that um, certain players were not there because of, hey, COVID. Certain players pulled out, whatnot. But I looked at that team that started yesterday. And on paper, that's the problem with England. On paper, England's a good team. On paper. On paper. Mm. But when it comes to it, okay, we look at um, Pickford and go. I think Pickford is Pickford heavily is overrated. Heavily overrated. Trash. I don't even know if he's rated anymore, to be honest. You, okay, fair enough. People are gradually saying that he's more of a photo shoot goalkeeper. He makes... Mm-hmm. He makes easy saves look hard, dives, yep. whatever. Then we look at the defense. Harry Maguire isn't there because we know what's going on. Gomez played with Dyer, Eric Dyer as a center back in the <laughs> England team. Like, this really? Okay. I'm serious. You now have Trippier, that's a right back, playing left back because you have no left back. <laughs> And Kyle Walker playing right back. I'm confused. Wait, England have no left backs. Right now, Chilwell is the left back and he's injured. They didn't draft in like a Danny Rose or something to deputize. Exactly, bro. There's no left back in that whole squad. Wow. So, Trippy ended up playing left back. I don't even understand. Midfield consisted of Declan Rice. I actually like Declan Rice. Um, don't don't, don't rate him. He's a nothing player to me. I don't know. I don't know what he does on the pitch. He's English, bro. He's English. He's English. Okay. Um, Declan Rice, Phil Foden. You know how I feel about that boy. I think yeah. that boy is quality. He is. He's Phil very Foden. Um, who else played? He had Sterling on one side, Sancho on the other side. Um. Up front was Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, is there someone else in the middle? I'm forgetting. Uh, can't remember. But all I know is that middle was mm, Grealish. Hey, Grealish didn't play. Don't ask me why Grealish didn't play. But it goes down to you have a manager like Southgate. All he's ever achieved was get Middlesbrough promoted. So I don't understand what. Southgate. Let's just get this right. English managers are bang average. I don't forget all this whole. If his name, it, okay. For example, we talk about. Remember those years when Eddie Howe was heavily hyped. Oh, he was God. tipped to take over Arsenal. They said if his name had a Spanish tinge to it, he mm. would be up there. Progressive, forward-thinking, young English manager. The following year, he got Bournemouth relegated, which is this year. So this whole dream with Southgate, I don't understand it. For England to progress, they need a foreign manager. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's as simple as that. 
yes, you could say with the World Cup, you guys got this far. Let's be honest. Let's look at that World Cup, really. You guys played easy team. When he counted and you faced oppositions that were of a high quality, you crumbled, as expected. I actually think with England, I think the English media have this fixation on who is managing the English team, just like they have this fixation on who is the captain. I don't think it will matter. I don't think England will produce anything because their players are not that good. Yeah. So there's there's a very, you know, fine limit as to what even a world-class manager could produce with that team. I mean, they have some good players, but as a team, like, how much are we actually expecting from that squad? Like, come on. You know what? Then we, it leads us into looking at the Premier League as a whole. Why is the Premier League so good? It's not because of the English players. Of course not. Of course not. We know. We want to look at top, top teams in the Premier League. How many English players are really in Mm -hmm. these teams? We look at Liverpool. Mm -hmm. Gomez. Okay. <laughs> Arnold. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who else? Milner? Milner's in and out, so I'm not going to count him. Utility player. Yeah. That's it. That's the what? Is, is, it, is it their captain, Henderson? Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't get me started. Don't let me go into that whole bullshit award they gave him. No, yeah, no. agenda. Ugh. So, you look at Man City. How many English players? Okay, Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker. John Stones, John Stones doesn't make the team, so we leave nope. that there. Um, Phil Foden is just getting comes, into it. Just getting into it, and he comes off the bench. So mm-hmm. Sterling. Yeah, yeah. Sterling then, is, the, is the one, you know, outstanding candidate. Yes, but you see my problem with Sterling. When people shout Sterling is world-class, I'm always No, quiet. no, 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 he's not. I'm always quiet when people shout Sterling is world-class. Sterling has gotten a lot of goals. Do not get it twisted. But so did Danny Ings. <laughs> so he's a he's a he's a top quality player. He is. We're not good. He we're is. Not, but world class. That's the problem I have with football fans nowadays. I believe we've lowered the bar a whole lot to accommodate a lot of bang average and good players. I've seen Sterling in high-profile games bottle it. And that's the key thing for me. If, you're, if you want me to tag you as world-class, I have to trust that in the biggest moments in the game, in the season, those season-defining moments, if a chance is presented to you, you will consistently deliver. Absolutely. And Sterling does not do that. Sterling has always had that in him where he's always capable of missing a sitter. He's never yes. gotten that out yes. of his system since his Liverpool yes. days. Yes. And for that reason, yes. yes. I mean, I think in the last two to three seasons, you know, Sterling has scored he's over 20 goals a season. You know, really good player. Really player but yes. he's not world class. I, I, I won't give him that tag. He hasn't earned that. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and don't and that's the thing. Don't get it twisted. It's okay with people not being world class to Absolutely. be elite. To be elite is we're looking at Ronaldo, Messi, caliber life. Mm-hmm. You you have Kevin De Bruyne. Like you have to have been producing that, at the highest level in the biggest games consistently, season after season. And that's why I say the world class player in that team is KDB. Absolutely. 
KD, 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 KDB and of course a fit Aguero because let's let's never Aguero. let's never forget what Aguero absolutely. has done in the Prem. Absolutely, absolutely, a fit Aguero is untouchable, untouchable. But KDB, I've seen KDB make passes that don't even make sense. What like the um early in the season before COVID, there was that trademark cross. No, he did. He he, he used to do consistently where. Kyle Walker will cut it back and he won't even look. He knows where everybody is. He would just drill it in and all it takes is a touch. So, yeah, Sterling, mm, Harry Kane, as far as I'm concerned, been poor for two and a half years. I don't want to hear anything. That whole Harry Kane, this Harry Kane, has been poor for two and a half years. If you want to, if if, if we want to be honest, he's holding Tottenham back. I'll keep saying Harry Kane is holding Tottenham back. Sell this guy, get a good fee, and rebuild. Simple as that. Harry Kane, Deli Ali, um, who else? I think selling those two, you will you will get a nice rebuild. You mm-hmm. really will. You'll be able to get a defender, a midfielder, and another striker. Because Tottenham are so scared of getting a striker that will compete with Harry Kane because That's- they know. Yes. That striker might expose him. Yes, that's why when they want to sign a striker, they go for a Lorente or some other non-entity. It's never anyone who is genuinely either on the verge of being exceptional or someone with yes. enormous promise. There's always yeah. some unproven person or somebody who is over the hill. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I, I heard, was it four weeks ago? Um, they were linked with Troy Deeney. And I, I was like, really? Jesus. Really? That's like... <laughs> And Harry Kane, I'm sorry, you have to have a bit more ambition. You have, like, uh, uh, you're going to be forgotten about. That's the truth. All you're going to tell your kids is, yeah, I won golden boots. Okay, but players that didn't win golden boots won trophies. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Kyle Walker left you guys the next season. He won, won the Prem. Yep. Actually won it twice. <laughs> and you guys are still, still there. I, Harry Kane, I don't know. And now you're 27, 28. No one really wants you again. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to buy a 28, 29-year-old Harry Kane to last me for how long? For, like, since Obama Young steps into the Premier League, he's outscored all of you. <laughs> yep. All of you. It's, it, all of you. It's not even... There's, there's no argument. There are football fans... Want to argue or Mama Young v Kane be Marshall v Rashford? Absolutely no. not. That's disrespectful. Let's just chill out. Obama Young has scored consistently 20, 25 goals for the last what? I think you showed me the stat. What was it? Was it 10 years? Yeah. I think so. 10 yes. years. With ease. Harry Kane. If Spurs want to know the truth, Son is your best player. I think we said this on episode one. It's true. Son is your best player, followed by Lucas Moura. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Lucas, Lucas Moura carried you guys to the final. How did you guys treat him? How did Pochettino treat him? <laughs> Threw him away to put in a barely fit Harry Kane. And he, he gave a zero out of 10 performance on that day. Harry Kane always gives a zero out of ten performance, but scores one or two tap ins, and we've not, and we're not going to hear the rest of it. That's Harry Kane. 
man, I, the thing is that he he hit that level very early and he plateaued. Yeah. At that peak, he should have left. Should have gone to a Man U. Should have gone to Real Madrid. Should have possibly been maybe Bayern Munich. Hey, just throwing it out there. Then would have seen top, top Hurricane. But he's so comfortable there. It is what it is. So, yeah, the England set up. They won yesterday because the game, they got a penalty in the 93rd minute. Yeah, and then Iceland missed the penalty after that. And then, and then Iceland missed Ben. And side note, thank God they did because my bets would have crashed. So, anyway. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we needed England to win. So, they won. But, yeah, so England, weird. Southgate. In, the English media just need to understand that your team's just not that good. It's as simple as that. Reduce your expectations. You have less heartache in big tournaments. Just be grateful for the round of 16s. Be grateful for occasional quarterfinals. You know, just keep it moving. Yes. Just keep it moving. Simple as that. It's... Anyway, that's England. So, Prem is upon us. How are we feeling? Oof. Oof. It feels so weird because on the one hand, of course, I'm excited Prem is back. On the other hand, I know that my team, my squad, were not ready. So I'm like, you know, I wish, could we, you know, bring in one or two players in the next week so that we were well equipped to take on the rest of the teams in the Prem? But, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see Chelsea's, you know, ridiculously expensive attack. I'm excited (laughs) to see... To see if Liverpool will have a blip and fall, you know, fall flat on their face. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see Arsenal's new, new fine boy back four. Yeah, let's be calm. Let's let's be calm with that whole fine boy back four because they're not going to start the season. <laughs> bro, I, bro, they better start against Fulham. You guys better not concede a goal in your first 15 games. Mm, they are not going to start. All I say is, if there was a trophy for good-looking players, Arsenal's going to win. <laughs> Arsenal's going to win. Um, yeah, so Prem is starting. I'm excited about that. I'm excited, like you said. Man U, I want to know how this whole Van der Beek thing is going to work. Um, how he's going to fit in, because where does he play? I I read something and some people were saying, you know, he's a good option to come off the bench, but why would you spend that money for a player to come off the bench? Surely he starts, or am I wrong in thinking that? Yeah, that's the issue with this signing. Van der Beek, clearly a quality, quality, you know, box-to-box midfielder. However, in all likelihood, he's not going to start. He's not going to start because he's not a DM and he's not going to... St- so he's not going to displace Matic in most games, especially in big that's games. That's weird. That's weird. I know, I know. And of course, Bruno and Pogba are two of the first names on the team sheets. I, I read something interesting where someone said, you know, um, he was bought with the higher-ups at Man U anticipating, you know, Pogba throwing his baby, throwing his toys out the pram and leaving, which would make sense. If, if Obviously, Pogba is not leaving uh, this summer, but if he, if he decides to start performing and says he wants to go next summer, we have a ready-made replacement, which is fine. Um, but yeah, Van der Beek is not going to start. The reason why I'm still happy with his purchase is because uh-huh. if you watch Manu when 
we try to make changes to our team. Maybe we have three games in one week and, yeah. and Bruno and Pogba are tired. If you see the level of drop-off between oh, Bruno, Pogba and true. then Pereira, Mata, Fred, it's horrible. True. It's horrible. True. So we need that squad depth. We need someone who can play 90 minutes um, for a Prem game after we've just had a Champions League game. So... He'll play. He'll huh. play. I know it's a weird one to spend 45M on someone who is not a starter, but he'll yeah. definitely he'll, he'll get a lot of games. But you see, this is what I'll say. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this. Decore is going to Everton for 25 million or 22 million. Yep. Thomas Party release clause 45 million. Wouldn't they have been, Wouldn't those players have been better buys? Oh yeah, Thomas Party especially would have been a would have made a lot more sense because DM is an area we actually need to strengthen. Matic is not. That's how I see. Not a young man. Yeah, but I agree. It it wasn't. It wasn't a priority signing. I feel like we signed him because we were excited. He was available, and you know he he wasn't too expensive, and he could boost the squad. But in terms of his starter, nah, it wasn't. It wasn't the best of business. Mm. Then you still have this whole Jade and Sancho drama. What's going on? What's um, going on? Are you guys gonna sign him? Are you not gonna sign him? Are you gonna move on to someone else? Are you? What is it? I think we're, we're still trying to make it happen. Apparently, we're trying to restructure the deal and you know uh-huh, give them uh-huh. more agent fees or something. But uh-huh, it's, uh-huh, uh-huh. it's looking dicey. To be honest, my mind is elsewhere. I'm I'm looking at other positions, other players. You guys I'm need that we're, we're, in, we're in for regular quality. Yeah, quality. he looked. I've only ever seen him once, so that was against Manu in the Europa League, and he played well. Quality, quality left back, and a lot of pace, a lot mm. of pace. He he will give you what Besaka can give you, which is going forward. Ah, He'll right. give you what Luke Shaw can. Luke Shaw is just a telly tubby left back. Um, yeah, nigga can't run. He will yeah. give you. He he he'll ball for you. Um. Center back? Anyone? Yeah, I've not I've not heard much. I was hearing up Meccano rumors, but I don't believe that. Oh mm. I don't want you guys I, to get that boy. I, of course, of course I would love to have him in a heartbeat. Oh bro. Just imagine. That's... Just imagine. That boy is so good. So good. I watched him, he had his um debut yesterday for France. Oh, okay. Bro. Obviously, he was nervous. Jesus Christ. He's French as well. This French squad, my God. Bro, French youth, they have ballers. Ballers. That's why I'm looking at League On. You know how everyone says Farmers League, Farmers League. Cool. But, bro, League On have a lot of ballers. Wow. A lot of ballers. So, I watched him yesterday, bro. Yes, he was nervous, made a couple of mistakes here and there, but all round, bro, solid. He's just, he gave a through ball. That's one thing, he can pass. He can pass. He gave a through ball, I think it was to Mbappe. Oh, bro. Opa Meccano. So good then. French team also have this really young kid, he's um, 16. Kamavinga, bro. Oh, my word. Who does he play for? I I'm not sure. I think it might be Ren. Okay. Um, one second. 
Kamavinga plays for yes, yes, Rene. Okay. Bro, quality. So yeah, league on. French players, um, couple of good ones. Mm-hmm. Good. That that especially when you look at Lille and Lyon. Nice ballers in, in, in that team. Nice ballers. So okay, Manu, yeah. Then we look at Chelsea, like you spoke on. And I told you off air, I said, I'm not actually scared of Chelsea. I don't know why. I think that team on paper is phenomenal. Werner up front, Havertz behind, Pulisic on one wing, Ziyech on the other, Kante behind with, I don't know, possibly Jorginho or Kovacic. Fantastic. A lot of pace. Yes, but the Premier League, we know how to handle speed merchants. We know how to handle all that. And how long will it take them to gel? How long will it take them to get used to playing in the Premier League? To get used to playing against teams that do not give a fuck who you are, how much you cost. They will elbow you, kick you, dominate you. They will not give you that space and respect. Okay, yes, you'll have to play the ball, do whatever you want to do. I'm not saying they won't score goals. They will, but I think everyone, including Chelsea fans, need to be patient and not expect fireworks off the jump. Because after all, um, Chelsea's first game is against Brighton. Yeah. And we know what, how Bright, Brighton play. Mm-hmm. We know defensively, they're a very all right team. They're not bad. No, they're not bad. They, they like to attack as well. Exactly. They will counter you. So, curious to see how Lampard does. Because, look, Lampard, he, he shouldn't forget that. Abramovich will sack you if you fuck about. By December, at the latest. He will sack you for... He's given you enough money. You have spent a lot of money. And I said this one time. These signings Chelsea have made, how many of them were actually Lampard signings? We mm. don't know. Was Thiago Silva Lampard signing? Mm. Was Havertz a Lampard signing? I don't know. Because to me, yes, you could say they took advantage of the fact that COVID-19 ensured nobody was going to spend that kind of money apart from them because they've had the transfer ban. So they were allowed to spend X amount, 75, 80 million, with add-ons is going to rise to 100 million. So, hmm. It's interesting to see how that team unfolds. What do you think? What do you think about that team? Yeah, it's very exciting. Uh, the players have been hyped up for a while now. Finally, getting their big moves and finally be tested. We'll see if Werner is really about that life. Yeah. We'll see if Havertz yeah. just had one exceptional season because you know this season that just finished was Havertz's Havert's breakout season. So it's a very very risky. Buy to buy some after this. You know, there are many people who have had one great season and just not. So it's it will be interesting to see have it somebody who's so young, bullied, is he mentally strong? 
Because the Prem can be unforgiving. And then Lampard, how, what's his man management like? What are his tactics going to be? How can he keep all these stars happy, all these expensive purchases? What's going to happen to Mason Mount? What's going to happen yeah. to Tommy Abraham and mm. Giroud? How, what, you know, who's going to play up front? It's going to be very interesting. So, and exactly. there is no excuse now. I, I was listening to some football podcasts this morning. And they were saying something to the effect of, oh, uh, Chelsea should really finishing third. I'm like, third? Uh, I know, third? I know, I, know, I, know, I know this podcast you're talking about. <laughs> well, I didn't the name, but I know the podcast. And I know who said that. And I was like, why is everyone thinking this is a shoo-in? As far um, as I'm concerned, there are two spots up for grab, third and fourth. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not written in the stars that Chelsea will get this. Because... It could go very wrong the first four or five months. Yeah. It could go very wrong. So, when I heard that they're shooing for third line, I could see mid-table teams dominating and beating them. Don't get it twisted. So, I don't know. But, hey, it's, maybe it's the whole fairy tale of Lampard and how English press, English media love Lampard. He's their darling because of how he's pushed young English players into the forefront and whatnot. But, hey, but like you said, um, talking about what now happens to Tammy Abraham, what now happens to that fraud, Hudson Odoi? What now happens to Lampard's darling, Mason Mount? Mm-hmm. You know all these players because, after all, Tammy Abraham, if he's not going to get a lot of games, he's going to want to leave. Yeah. Same with Hudson Odoi. He's going to want to leave. And people shouldn't even forget that Giroud, I believe, is in his final year at Chelsea. So, huh. Then you have Thiago Silva. Yes, you have Thiago Silva, who I'm very curious to see how he adapts. Quality centre-back, but this is Prem, you're 36. How is this going to work? So, I'm curious to see. Then we now have we're going to who who else? Man City. No, but let's leave Man City first. Let's talk about Liverpool. Um mm. Liverpool, Liverpool. I think Liverpool to some extent need to be panicking. I agree. They're taking this whole thing too lightly. Yes, you had a great season. Yes, you won Champions League, you won Premier League, Super Cup, whatnot. You have a phenomenal team. However, you guys don't have a plan B and people are starting to understand this. Mm. People are starting to understand, okay, all they're going to do is give it to Arnold or Robertson. They're going to whip in a cross and hopefully something happens. In saying this, Liverpool's style of play is very one-dimensional. Very, very, very one-dimensional. Very. The only thing is they've done it at a very high level. And Klopp, we know Klopp and his high-intensity football. So that constant pressure, that constant yep. pressing is what undoes a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I don't know that... Everyone is all too calm about that Liverpool team. And I think they actually need a lot of work. 
Henderson is a year older. Milner is a year older. I still think they need a quality centre-back to compete with Gomez. Yeah, definitely. They still need full-backs to compete with their full-backs. I'll keep saying it. Arnold is a shit defender. And I stress, defender. Mm-hmm. Because the whole world has forgotten what defenders are meant to do, which is defend first. Going forward, he has one of the best right legs in the game. Man is out here sounding like a model. But hey, okay. <laughs> best right legs in the game. But defensively, he's poor. So, hmm. And I'm looking at news that's saying Wijnaldum might be going because they don't want to give him a new contract for some strange reason. I don't know if it's true. And yeah, Barcelona are looking Barca, to pounce on him. 15 million. 15 million for Wijnaldum is a steal, if that's yeah. correct. 15 million for Wijnaldum? Come on. It would only make sense if they are absolutely certain they're going to be that. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. But you see, in my head, the ideal Liverpool midfield would be Fabinho as the dickhead enforcer, <laughs> Wijnaldum, and Thiago. I agree, but if, this, make... if they are getting rid of this guy, then, you know, I would only understand it if they're getting that maestro. But otherwise... But that's so weird. So you're just tossing him out? What he's, he's been excellent for you? Am I crazy? He's been amazing for Liverpool. He's been, he's, been, he's been ridiculously good. He's an unsung hero in that team. Driving in, into the box, getting them winning goals, being a workhorse, being an all-round midfielder. And they don't want to give him a new contract or maybe he doesn't want to sign. We don't know. But if Barcelona can get him for 15 million, that would be great. We're going to talk about Barcelona's whole mess in a second. But that, hmm. So, yeah, Liverpool, they they signed a left back. I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name. Yeah, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name. They signed Mm -hmm. a left back who, mm, apparently, he's good, I guess. He's going to be competition for Robertson, but let's be honest, we know that's not really what's going to happen. Mm. Then we look up front at Mane, Firmino, and Salah. Mane is their best player. Don't care what anyone says. Mm-hmm. Um, Salah. Salah's quality, however, not their key player. Again, don't care what anyone says. And they need to get rid of this fairy tale flick king Firmino. We need to, like... We need to honestly address this. Firmino does not score goals. He doesn't, and it's a problem. It's, it's a, a problem. problem. And then you could also say, does he even assist enough? Does he even assist <laughs> I don't, I don't, enough? For his lack of goals, no. if you're not as a striker, if you're not scoring, you know, 15, 20 goals a season, then your assists have to be 15 20 a season, that's just what absolutely. I'm thinking. Absolutely, absolutely, and it's not then. When, when, when's Liverpool going to say, you know what, we need a potent striker? Because every time I watch that game, and there's a clear deadlock, Liverpool lack two things. Mm-hmm. Wait to say again, 
Coutinho and the striker. That's what they miss. They miss a creative number 10. That's what they miss. Yeah. It's crazy to say, but Coutinho would be perfect for them. <laughs> he would. Coutinho I'm, I'm actually really surprised he hasn't gone back to I think it's egos. I think egos are involved. I think that's just all it is. I really think that's what it is. So Liverpool really need, they need a plan B. Bringing in Origi is not a plan B. Bringing in Oxlade-Chamberlain is not a plan B. You guys have incredible fullbacks that know how to whip in a cross. However, you do not have a target, man. Those delicious crosses are landing on no one but the defender's head. Mm-hmm. So, Liverpool... Yes, it's great you guys getting Thiago. However, I still think you need a striker. You need a top, top quality striker. Let Mane and Sally be on either side of him. And you need... (sighs) Funny enough, Lewandowski would be so good in that Liverpool team. (laughs) No chance. So good in that team. But, hey, no chance. Um, Yeah, then we look at Man City. Another team who need a rebuild. Crazy Isn't to that say. fucking every, insane to say? Every two years or every year, we're saying they need that a sounds rebuild. absolutely crazy to me. <laughs> They're on the verge of spending what close to a how much of this? Is it close to a billion or so? Yeah, I know. I know. On defenders alone, they spend close to like five hundred million or whatever. <laughs> ridiculous. I don't. <laughs> Pep's teams have a lifespan of one and a half, two years, yeah. because of how they play. I. They still need a centre back. If they don't How many centre backs are they going to sign? This is crazy. They just signed one for forty million or however much. Okay, call. They want to buy another one. They want to sign yeah. Kulibali. Nathan Aki. It's crazy. They're spending forty million defender. That's not even going to start. <sighs> that's the crazy. They're spending forty m on a defender that is not going to start because hey. Guess what? He's a left-footed centre-back. And Laporte is a left-footed centre-back. And you Mm -hmm. know it's taboo now to have two left-footed centre-backs playing in a back two. Back four, sorry. It's taboo. So he's not going to bench Laporte. So that just tells me he's going to be competition for Laporte because there are going to be a, a whole lot of games, as we know, packed very closely. So you're going to get a right centre-back because forget that whole Fernandinho bullshit. That, that's not going to fly. It's not. Mm-mm. So the right centre-back, I'm assuming, is going to be Koulibaly. But if you don't get Koulibaly, then wow. And Napoli has said, look, they want $75 million for this guy. If you're not dropping it, he's not going. Simple as that. Hmm. Interesting. Man, then you have the but the thing is Man City's Man City's problems are still beyond just centre back. Absolutely, very very soon the conversation is going to be had about Rodrigo. It's true. Very soon. It's true because you they're see, still far too open. Far too open. I don't care who you are. I don't care what kind of offer that you are having. 
there is no excuse for Man City to concede three goals against Norwich City that were relegated, one of the most shocking teams to ever enter the Prem. They yeah. beat you. They were attacking like they were a prime Barcelona, ripping you to yeah. shreds at Carroll yeah. Road. Yeah. I don't... I don't get it. Rodri? You're going from Fernandinho to Rodri. Rodri has incredible attributes. Don't get it twisted. But you see that defensive, as I call them, dickheads. Mm-hmm. Those defensive dickheads. He's not that guy. He's not that guy. He's too... I've told you before, he's, more, he's, he's a more athletic Jorginho. Hmm. He's a more athletic Jorginho. He can pass. He can keep a ticking ball. When they don't have the ball, he cannot hack it. Fernandinho, at his age, is still one of the best defensive midfielders out there. Fernandinho's knack for just spotting danger, for being at the right place at the right time, interceptions, tackling, closing out space, Amazing. Yes, we could say Rodri is young and he still has a lot to learn, but Prem is unforgiving. You don't have that luxury. You don't have that time. So if Rodri hasn't learned it by now, alarm bells have to start ringing. Like, okay, are you going to play Rodri and Fernandinho? Fernandinho is getting on in age, so is that sustainable? I'm surprised they even haven't moved. Um, they haven't moved Fernandinho on. They haven't moved him on. Yeah. Not bought a, an adequate replacement, I guess. And if not for last season, where they needed help at uh, centre back, he wouldn't still mm-hmm. have been there. But yeah, they really need to sort out that DM role. And there's so many good DMs that would that would perfect that midfield. For Man City, you have the likes of, oh, bro, this guy's an unsung hero. In Didi, is he amazing? Up, is he up consistently to the, amazing? Yes, but is he up to that quality Pep wants? That's the thing. So maybe that's why he's not going for him, because with Pep, he loves technical players. He loves players yeah. that, you know, know how to pick a pass very quickly, a, mm-hmm. a great at getting out of tight spaces and whatnot. So I don't know. Man City need a rebuild again. Wow. It's just, it's, um, then KDB, hey, untouchable. We know that. Mm, we have Mares. Okay. I also think Man City actually need a striker. Of course they do. That's what I was getting there. Just like Vardy. Just like Bobby yeah. at Leicester, yeah. you guys can't still be relying on Aguero and then his backup, Jesus, which for Man City is not good enough. Mm-hmm. Big games. Yes, he's gotten goals, but you can, we're not going to dip from Aguero to Jesus. The drop-down in quality is too great. It's, it's, it's alarming. It's alarming. Uh, this <sighs> Man City... Again, need a rebuild. However, I'm going to throw it out there. Who do you think is winning the league this season? 
<sighs> in spite of in spite of all we've said, I think Man City. So do I. So do I. I think Man City. So do I. I really do. I think what really rocked them last season is they never expected those injuries in defense. Yeah. They never expected Stones to be so poor. They didn't expect these things. So spending four to five months trying to handle that problem really hit mm-hmm. them. And, and in that period, Liverpool catapulted. Liverpool Liverpool took advantage. That was it. And I, I just feel like I just feel like uh, Liverpool's rivals this season would be foolish if they don't find ways of stopping the way they attack. Yes. Because Man City's way of attacking is far more dynamic. They can far you from all more so many, dynamic. So many yes. different types of runs, so many types Absolutely. of creativity. Liverpool is, you know what they're trying to do. It's just high-intensity plan A for 90 minutes. That's it. In the last three seasons, Man City have played the best football. There's no argument. Oh, yeah. They played the best no, football, scored by far the most there, there is no... It's just that little blip. If they can solve that blip, I see them winning Prem. Mm-hmm. I, but they need... They need at least two more signings. Yeah. One, one better be a centre-back. Another better be a midfielder. It has to be a dickhead of a midfielder. I don't see them getting a striker now. I see them probably next summer. But mm. then you ask yourself, striker-wise, how many top strikers are really out there now? Everyone is an attacker, but an out-and-out striker. Who's out there? It's true. If you think about it, like I might be wrong, but I think the last you know, truly quality striker to emerge maybe in the last four or five years has been Mbappe. Strikers are really hard to come by nowadays. Very hard. Very hard. That number nine, that tag, is is dying. You have someone that plays up front, yes, but this person that plays up front will happily drift to the left or to the right. Mm -hmm. But just to stay up like Lewandowski, they're not there, so... Boy, I don't know. I don't know for Man City. I don't. But talking about Man, speaking of Man City, that now takes us perfectly into the messy saga that was all fake deep, in my opinion. The messy soap opera. From day one, or from the moment this whole thing started, which I think two, three weeks ago, me and you said, we know he's not leaving. Yeah. We know he's not leaving. <laughs> You're messy. You're not going to leave Barcelona. So, you you start. You speak on the topic first. I mean, first of all, when I heard oh, Messi said he's done, he wants to leave. He feels broken. He's betrayed by the board. I'm like, um, don't we? Are we not involved in this song and dance every season? When was the last season? Messi wasn't unhappy. Wasn't uh-huh. disgruntled. Didn't want uh-huh. to leave. Yeah. Like this isn't new information, no? but that you know it's it's appeared to be more serious when 
there was now talk of oh, has his contract expired? Yes, he's not turning up to training. He has gone AWOL. I was like, oh, interesting. So, what I think is this season, Messi genuinely wanted one of one of two things. I think mm -hmm. in, in previous seasons, it was a negotiation tactic to you know either get more money, get more favorable terms, or get the the board to commit to making the kind of signings or managerial appointments he wanted. But this season, I think Messi wanted either Barca to let him leave or the option two, which is what I think he really preferred. He wanted to push out the board. He wanted to push out the president. That's what he wanted, and he failed. He wasn't able to do that. So for him, this is his first quote-unquote defeat. So he feels, he genuinely, I don't actually know um, how he's going to, you know, summon the courage to put in those performances again. The dynamic is bound to be strange, but there was absolutely no way either Barcelona or the La Liga establishment was going to let this go like that. Messi is like a billion-dollar industry to La Liga alone. Yeah. They were always going to side with Barcelona. Of course, we were going to Messi, your contract has expired. Fuck no. Mm -hmm. So that's my own take on it, you know. The, the deck was stacked against him, and he has to turn up and, and put a smile on his face and pull on that Barca jersey once again. Yeah. So yeah, Messi said, you know, he wanted to leave. Blah blah blah. Like you said, when when the question now was when did the season end because mm -hmm. of COVID? So he it's in his contract that he can walk for free, whatnot. Messi was never going because. First, um, you, you've actually said it. He wanted the president of the board to go, or he goes. It's one of the two. That's what it. That's what it is. Mm. He he was trying to use his power to push them. And hey, if I can't push you, my contract says at the end of the season, if I want to leave, I can leave. Um. Then we look at it as the okay. You said it's Messi's Messi lost. So Barcelona won. Messi zero. Is it really? Did anyone really win? Because, yes, Messi is staying, absolutely. But now you have a player that doesn't want to play for you. And you know there is a possibility. Next season, immediately the season finishes, or just before, he could hand in a transfer request. Mm -hmm. And go for free. He could which is walk. which is why if Barca are smart and if Messi is serious about leaving, they should attempt to cash in. Or exactly. yeah, they should attempt to cash in now or start making preparations right now as to how they're going to restructure that team next season when he does leave. Absolutely. Because there's too much money. Walking away for free next season if this happens. Mm -hmm. Yes, we know nobody can afford seven hundred million. That's why it's in the contract. He can walk for free. So it's 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 a, it's just a fucked up situation. That whole thing. We knew Messi wasn't going to leave because Messi, as big as you are, Messi, you're going to fight against the Barcelona and La Liga. 
and we know how that's going to go because of who you are. And the reason people watch Spanish League is because mm-hmm. of you. It's because of you. Because of you in Barcelona. And up until Ronaldo left, it was also because of Ronaldo. That's why yep. a lot of people have now moved to Italian League to watch Ronaldo and Juve. Mm-hmm. So if you now leave, whew, and let's say, hey, go to Man City. You Jeez. have taken, you know, the fans, the population, you've now dragged away from La Liga mm-hmm. into the Premier League. Even Sergio Ramos said it. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> want Messi to leave. No. Messi leave for what? No, 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 no. Wow. no. Let him be here, please. Because they know it takes away a huge chunk of the revenue. Simple as that. So Messi, you were not leaving. And he said, you know, I told my family and they cried. My kids didn't want to go and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. So we, we also need to take into account that there's also a human aspect. Yeah. Footballers, we see them as demigods. But we forget that they're human. They have a life outside football. As much as he wants to leave, he can't just up and drag his whole family to another country. Your kids mm-hmm. are young. They're in school. They have friends. Your wife has a business, has friends, has family there. You can't just leave because, hey, I want to leave. It's So, yeah, Messi stays. How that will now work will be very interesting to see because will that mean Barcelona have to now use the initiative to rebuild. Jeez, Barca is looking like a shit show. That's what it means to me. Barca is looking like a mess. It's, 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 it's been a mess, messy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... Whew. Barcelona's rebuild. How, how, how would I start it? First things first, you guys need a centre-back. Le- I like Longley as a centre-back. PK has to go. I'm sorry. Yeah, for sure. PK has to go. Ideally, who would I want to replace him? Um, give me up a Meccano. Put up a Meccano in that Barcelona. Oh, that's a good shout. Too. Straight up. Ball playing. That's what you want. Okay. Get rid of Busquets. Who would I put as DM? Get me Thomas Party. Right there. Oh, you know hmm. what? Let's go completely left. Let's not go high profile name. Let's go Wilfred Ndidi. <laughs> Slap him next to DM. <laughs> okay. You now say, okay, let's say, let's say I'm playing a 4-2-3-1. So you have De Jong and Ndidi slash party there. Who is going to be the CAM? We're just going to make it Messi. Messi's going to play CAM. Forget all that right <laughs> wing, left wing. CAM yeah. that roams. Up front, I saw links, which was weird. Depay. Depay? Yes. Because you know Coleman, Netherlands, there's mm-hmm. that link. That's why Coleman also wants Wijnaldum. So, huh? I can understand the link. Will it work? I don't know. So okay. Um. So the front three, I will now leave to you. Who will you have as your front three? Realistically, hmm. Griezmann is there. Dembele's no, absolutely not. They need, to get, they need to find a way to get rid of that guy, right? Okay. Griezmann gone. You have money. Who are you getting? Ooh. 
Barca from three. Where you get it? That's the thing. Is Barca is so difficult to recruit for because I don't even know how they want to play. Are they still interested in Lauro Martinez? Are they? Do they, they want? They actually uh, are. Just, they actually are. They actually some. Okay, so your front three, you go. Yeah, I'm, my mind is completely blank because I I can't even think of the, the top strikers that will lead the line in the middle in the first place. Okay. Let me go then. I would say they get Laturo Martinez mm. up front. On the left, I would go for Brandt from Dortmund. Oh, okay. I'll go for Brandt from Dortmund. A very good player. I also think... um. Barcelona need to get rid of that tiki-taka, whatever you call it, identity. They need to get rid of that and actually yeah. build build a team. Julian Brandt is very good. Can play left, can play CAM, can be a supporting striker. Very good player. Up front, Latura Martinez. And on the right, I'm going to stick with Dembele. As long as he gets his injuries under control. He won't. Okay. I'm sure I'm gonna stick stick with it because <laughs> I, I don't I don't know who else can play that right. You want to go and say Sancho? Mm, they're not gonna get Sancho. Sancho and Manu, we know how that's going. So for me, that 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 would be my team. That that's a team that has the right balance. That's a team that will allow Messi to just do him. No, don't worry about tracking back because it's only in the last two three, two years I've seen Messi come close to his 18 to get the ball and then. Mm-hmm. That's nonsense. Man has earned the right to just stay up and enjoy himself. Wilfred Ndidi and De Jong would be the perfect combination to be behind Messi to play that. So yeah, Messi's rebuild, um, Barcelona rebuild. They need to rebuild that team. They've gotten it wrong for the last five, six years, man. The players Barcelona have signed that have flopped Jeez, the the players they've used to uh, we know financial gain, e.g., Kevin Prince Boateng, Paul Paul Paulinho. That Just, weird striker they signed. What's what's that guy called again? Uh, what's that guy? I have to remember his name. Uh, it was weird, but ba- ba- or something. Braithwaite. Braith, that's, that's, that's the one. Come on. What, you're Barcelona. What are you doing? <laughs> so, I think I did. That's the best way. You play 4-2-3-1 with those players. Get rid of Busquets. Get rid of PK. Oh, here's I a prob- here's, a pro- here's a problem with Barcelona. Many people don't realize. All these players you're calling that they can see. problem financially is that they have no money because all of these people like Busquets, like Jordi Alba, yeah, like um, you know Suarez, these PK. people are on PK. absurd wages. Yes, yes, yes. Barca, Barca um, started this trend of you know renewing the contracts of the high-profile players and putting ridiculous release clauses on them. They're the one who started. They're the ones who started that. 
majority. Yes. Alba has a release clause of like two hundred and fifty million or something. Because, because, so because they didn't want they didn't want that whole Neymar saga to take place again. Yes, so, so they, they just, panicked, and now yes. it's going to bite them. Yes, but that's why I say you sell PK. You Who's going to buy PK? You find PK's a like thirty-two. You find a way, but. One thing um, a lot of clubs are doing now, which is weird, Barca are doing it. For example, Vidal, they're letting them go. They're releasing them. Literally, mm. mutual termination. So, mm-hmm. Pique, you go. Um, Vidal, you go. Busquets, you come. It's weird because now you're not making any money off them, but you're getting so much of their wage off the yeah. books. I honestly see a Juve getting Pique. It's in the... It's, it's in their DNA to get PK. <laughs> it is. He really loves it. Loves it. It's in their DNA to say, you know what? We want a combination of PK and Busquets. It's in their DNA. Vidal is going back. He's going to, I think, Inter Milan. With, to, yeah. uh, he's going to Inter Milan. Okay. Luis Suarez is going to Juve. Yeah, so I hear. Yeah, so... These players are going off the books. So if you get rid of... But you see, the player that will fund a lot of their transfers right now would be Griezmann. But the thing is, mm-hmm. nobody is spending that kind of money right now. Yeah. So, yeah, Barca need a rebuild urgently or else nothing significant is going to happen in terms of progress. And I see... Next year, Messi's going to activate that clause and he's going to walk away for free. Wow. Will he go to Man City? Hmm. Ideally, personally, I think he's earned the right to just go and chill at PSG and have fun. <laughs> I don't want him to come to Prem. I don't want... What are you bringing a Rolls Royce into the muddy marshes for? <laughs> I don't... Everybody's saying, yes, you know, if he comes to Prem, then Man City are guaranteed X amount of goals. He will be great, but I won't lie to you, bro. I don't think he will have that impact. A lot of thing, people think he might. What do you think? To be honest, I, I have no idea. The only reason why he might not is because, you know, Messi, he might have started to slow down by that time. Exactly. Like, what, 34, 35? Exactly. So, yeah. And, and you know the Prem. Prem don't give a fuck who you are. And defenders will want to make a point. You know, I'm not saying mm-hmm. you know, Messi's still going to bang 25 plus goals. I'm not saying. Oh, for sure. He'll bang 25 plus 30 goals. That's, that's not even... I just think he's earned the right. Just go to PSG. Go play out football with Messi. Not um, Neymar, Mbappe. Just, just chill. Go have fun. You're okay. You don't need... But... Realistically, I don't think I think Messi will end his career at Barcelona. That's just how I see it. I, I know. Messi, I don't think Messi is going to go anywhere because <laughs> you're not. I, I really don't. I can't. I can't Between now and let's say January, February, March, there's going to be a significant change in Barcelona's board because of this issue that occurred with Messi. The president mm. is going to is going to leave. There's going to be a reshuffle, and hey, Messi is gonna be happy. Things are gonna work out, and then he's just going to stay. So I see it. 
Okay, Messi leaves. Cool. Let's say he goes. Who's going to pay him his million pounds a week? He's definitely, I would assume he's, he, will, he will take a pay cut. Bro. Okay, he takes a pay cut of 400,000. So he's getting 600,000 a week. Mm-hmm. He still has those endorsement deals. Yeah. He still has those bonuses that need to be paid. Mm-hmm. No one can afford Messi. It's crazy. Barcelona have put themselves... And I don't blame them because they just saw that, look, Messi's going to end his career at Barcelona. So this contract we have, we've planned it, it's tight. It's cool. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, who's going to pay that kind of money? That is crazy. A million. A million pounds a week. You now have TV rights or whatever tied into his con. Jeez. That's easy. Goddamn. I keep telling people my son is playing football. I don't want to hear anything. <laughs> there's too much money. and There's too much money for kicking ball. I'm sorry. It's too much money. What? So, mm, Messi, Barcelona, good luck to them. Yes, sir. So, yeah. Anyway, so we've covered what we need to cover about football. So let's move on to something a bit more lighthearted. 